Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I am the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts and my co-host with the fabulous Jane Hilsden, the Managing Director of Dragonfly Marketing. How are you going, Jane? Well, thanks, Stace. What's going on this week? Oh, this week's been a four-day week. And you know those four-day weeks where everyone goes, I need to fit six days into four days? Yep. How's that working for you? Yeah. It's Friday, Stace. (laughs) That's how it's working for me. Very good. I'm on top of... um, my washing at home, so I'm feeling completely fulfilled with my existence. Because you, <laughs> because you are still on maternity leave. Yes. When does that end? Oh, does it soon. end? Oh, soon? <laughs> soon, as soon as possible. No, no, no. I um, I'm really enjoying it. But you know when it's been raining a lot, and then the washing piles up and up and up, mm. and then you just start to think my whole world. It's has no function yes. because I can't yes. get my house to look any yeah. So I've got on top of that. So I'm oh I'm kicking goals today. And can I and not that I want to be be negative, but you know how washing it's like you get on top of your seven loads, mm-hmm. but there's three loads out on the washing line. Yes. So you know in half an hour yeah. you're gonna be back where you started. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Oh no, sorry. That's just <laughs> yeah, I should keep things positive. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm glad that you're you're keeping busy. Yes, well, and you. <laughs> it's all happening. Uh, we want to give everybody a shout-out who's been in touch in the last little while. We've had lots of great feedback. Thank you so much for getting in touch on our Facebook page. We are, of course, at facebook.com slash... Slash Miss Bossy Boots Podcast. So if you want to get in touch, please make sure you jump on our wall or send us a message or mm-hmm. comment on some of the posts that we've got going up. We try and keep you up to date with our episodes as they go live. Yes, And today, it's not just Jane and I talking to you, we have a fabulous special guest. Yes, we are joined by my naturopath, Melanie Locke. Um, To put it in, to give you a little bit of backstory as to my relationship with Mel, I've actually been seeing Mel as a naturopath, I think now for 10 years. So um, I started seeing Mel, I think when I was, uh, I think when my second child, Fleur, was, was six months old. Wow. I certainly saw her throughout my pregnancy with Henry. Um, and then um, I've had my kids kind of going to Mel as well. And um, then I probably haven't seen her for the last kind of three or four years because I've been really well. Um, and then recently I've come back into Mel's life or Mel's come back into to my life because I suffered a little bit of burnout at the beginning of the year. And Mel was amazing at um, helping me to get back on track. And some of the topics that we discussed in this process of getting me back on track um, I thought were so, so relevant to our listeners, to yep. both your, you and, and myself, um, as, as well as our, as our listeners, because it's something that I think happens in business a lot and maybe not even in business, in, in, life, in life a lot. And Mel had some really, really interesting things to say. And so I thought it would be wonderful to have her on this podcast and saying them to everybody. And here she is. Hey, Mel, how you doing? Hello. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you to both of you for having me here today. That's oh, awesome. We've been really excited about having you in here. Yeah, you have a gorgeous too. space that's part of your business, The Hollow. Yes. Um, tell us about that and about how that came into your life. And you've just done a big move, I think, as well. So like, just tell us 
Tell everybody who doesn't know how fabulous you are exactly how fabulous you are. (laughs) Well, uh, so I actually um, have been in business in the Hollow Store, which I co-own with my business and life partner, Benny Johnston. He's a yoga teacher. Um, He also teaches meditation with myself and uh, me being a naturopath, but we also have a retail space. So I've kind of, uh, I guess it was something that I wanted to put together a number of years ago and I finally got into a position where I, I took that leap. Uh, which was awesome. And I've just moved the business after a couple of years being on Sunset Parade. And now I am on Murray Street and expanded the business, which is awesome because uh, it kind of reflects the community need for the services we provide and also the, the kind of products that we provide as well. Tell us a bit more about exactly the products and services that you do do and um, and where that where that sits as far as the community goes, what what is everybody loving? Yeah, so look, honestly, the retail space is is great. It's something where I've painstakingly gone through really good quality products because I'm fussy. I've been in the industry for a long time and I've seen a lot of things come and go and fads. And I really wanted to bring um, the, the products in my store uh, to be something that I could really offer as gifts to people, something mm-hmm. that was highly nutritious, didn't have a lot of uh, crap in it, didn't yeah. uh, kind of make promises that I didn't think that it could let they could live up to and I wanted to have a space that was offering people better lifestyle choices and that came down to food products so I don't sell tablets I really sell uh, food products nutritional products and also just really good quality kind of organic perfumes and and options for people who want to live a bit of a cleaner life or make better choices in their lifestyle but our services are actually what makes us most happy with the yoga, with the meditation, we have a really wonderful team of people that sort of train and um, that we, we help with their knowledge base as well. They have a great background in nutrition. We also have a Reiki and um, massage therapist there. And we really specialize in nutritional kind of uh, health. I do iridology, I do herbal medicine. So I do a lot of the traditional, um, provide a lot of the traditional services with naturopathy. But I just really love sharing space with people and I specialize in in women's health because women are the ones that choose to come to see naturopaths women are the ones that sort of tend to go okay I need a reset here um, yes. I'm steering the ship I'm steering the ship in my family I've got kids I've got to make the big decisions so they're the ones that find themselves as Jane said most of them at burnout and they arrive in my office usually having put up with burnout burnout or stress or anxiety or being run down for a lot longer than they've been aware of. You know, they they turn up in my office going, okay, actually this has been going on for a long time because women just keep going. I know because I am one, you know, I do it to myself. We just keep going. Um, And then we get to a point where, and I often say this to people, the body will stop you. Mm. The body will find a way and it will stop you because stress is inflammatory stress mm. will suppress the immune system and at some point yes. the carpet will be pulled out from underneath your feet. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's certainly, um, so certainly not 10 years ago, that's not where I came to you. So I came to you more so just to keep me healthy while I was having children yeah. um, and to keep the kids healthy and, and all the rest. Um, 
But look, burnout is is what we are going to to talk about today. It is what we are discussing. It certainly the conversation will touch on depression and mental health issues as well. Mm. So look, we we don't have the official disclaimer, but I did just want to make mention that that if if somebody is feeling or if if there are people that you know that are experiencing feelings of sadness, then then get in touch with your healthcare professional. Nothing of what we say today is to be construed as advice. Um, you know, we might talk about what's happened um, with with myself and and maybe some some other people, but it's certainly not to be misconstrued as advice. So we just wanted to kind of preface any discussions with that. Um, so we we are talking about burnout. It is a result of me experiencing some burnout at the beginning of the year, and you're absolutely right. I think I was putting up with that for about twelve months before I came to see you, perhaps longer. Yeah. Um, but certainly 12 months was, was what I kind of, how where I really felt it. Um, can you just give us, I mean, it did, while I say, I look back on that and I know that it was 12 months worth of burnout, which to be honest was leading into depression. Mm-hmm. So I was getting to the state where I was surviving each day. Um I, I guess I got to the point too that I went, do you know what? I've got a business. I've got three children. I'm at a point where this is not feeling right. I don't think I'm supposed to be feeling this way. Um, I need to do something about me, but it, but ab- about it. But it did feel like I that kind of crept up on me. Then you explained physiologically, I guess, what was happening. So I was kind of aware at an emotional level. But you explained it physiologically, which I found fascinating. Can you kind of run through that? Yeah, sure, because it is fascinating. And the reason why I sit down with people when they come into my clinic, I always say to people, I don't mind uh, what you buy, what you need, what you eat necessarily. Well, I mean, I do mind. But I don't (laughs) mind what you do when you walk out of here. But I want you, first and foremost, to have a better understanding of what's happening in your body. Yes. Because so many people um, are really, really unwell and have been on – that roundabout of their health without any really under understanding, any real understanding of what's actually going on in their body. And that's hugely disempowering. Yes. So really arming people with the understanding like uh, this is what's going on in your body and this is why you feel the way that you do makes people more accountable to the changes they're just about to action in yes. order to heal their body. Yes. And that should, in effect, be in an empowering process. So... What I'm about to explain is kind of in a nutshell, so I'm not going to kind of break it down into the, you know, the Wikipedia um, no. yes. <laughs> version. But really, and I think this applies to most women. I see a lot of women, um, and I often say to women, um, I feel qualified to say it because I am a mum yep. and I run a business and I'm I'm spinning plates. We're all split spinning plates. And we have very different measures of validation these days because uh, we live in a fast-paced world. We live... Um, uh, you know, raising children with our education, with our degrees, uh, trying to be uh, productive members of the community. Yeah. And we also have technology and social media. And it's it's tough, actually, to really feel like you are feeling validated just on an ordinary level. Yeah. Just on an ordinary level. So our expectations of ourselves actually surpass what we're probably biologically capable of. Yes. And I uh, feel like what I'm seeing in women now uh, is are the effects of that. The biological breakdown of of a woman's lack of uh, ad- adapt, 
adaptation, yes. I guess, to yep. stress. And that's because wow. when we start to feel fear and ang- or ang- we're anxious yep. or stress and it's ongoing, the brain starts communicating chemical messages through the body, which directly communicate with the adrenal glands. Most of us are familiar with the adrenal glands. They're above the kidneys and they mediate mediate our primary stress responses. Uh, and we're programmed to do this because uh, we have to survive dangerous situations and we require some of these stress hormones to respond to stresses. Mm. Um, and where once there were stresses to do with uh, seasonal food or um, wild animals, uh, for example, yeah. today we have psychological, emotional, um, you know, family stresses. We have stresses on many, many different planes. And, and they're chipping at us constantly, you know. Even in the middle of the night when you wake up and your eyes start blinking around the ceiling, going over the processes of of lots of those menial, like the washing, you know, (laughs) the seven loads of washing. Dangerous. Yeah. And even though we we often, you ask a woman today, like, how are you going? Oh, I'm busy. I'm stressed. It's just a normal thing now. Like it's it's abnormal to just be like, well, I'm really chill. I'm really relaxed. It's, you know, people say that you kind of feel like you maybe can't, they can't be in your friend circle anymore. (laughs) Got nothing in common with them. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, you're kind of starting to produce these stress hormones and they are by nature inflammatory. They are by, the the way that they work is actually, you know, they suppress the immune system. Yeah. And they change the way the gut functions. They change the way you digest your, your nutrients. They also create damage in the lower bowel. And we're learning more and more about the lower bowel, the colon, mm. um, the microbiome, and how, mu- how many benefits there are to the immune system and to the neurological system in mm. the health of the microbiome. And yet our stress hormones really uh, damage yes. that, that beautiful um, bacteria and the health, the lining of, of the bowel. And that's, that's the wear and tear process that happens under, you know, it's off our radar. Mm. Because stress is normal to, to for us, and mm. it's also uh, almost glorified. Mm. Yes, know, if you're productive, yes. you're stressed, and if you're stressed, you're productive. Well done. Go home, have a wine, yes. and get over it. Yes, right. Yes, and so women are really, really talented at putting people first. Mm. You know, they just are. We are we're kind of wired for it and we have our children and I don't know how long you guys spend driving around in your car to, for parties and sports and mm-hmm. extracurricular stuff. But it's a lot, mm. you know, and and you do that, you know, there's a lot that we sacrifice um and I don't mean that in a, in a martyred way. You know, that's a choice we make and we're damn good at it. Even mm. when we think we suck at it, we're bloody good at it. Mm. Uh, and I think that really that it just, we're not making enough time for ourselves. We know, we read blogs and we read articles about self-love and yes. self-care. But I mean, who that's could be bothered? Goes. Yeah. Who could be bothered yeah. really mm. to care? For it's that, another you know, thing to do. It's another chore. It's another thing to add to the list. <laughs> So what, because we're so adrenaline, uh, sort of, we're, we're becoming much more adrenaline and cortisol driven. A lot of women now will go to the gym or they'll run. Yes. Or they, and I do that too. Yeah, I love it. Like me. I, I yeah. run too. And there's a certain amount of that kind of activity that helps to break down cortisol and it's healthy for you. Uh, they, what, I was looking at some research just recently and what they were actually saying, and this is interesting, Jen, I'm going to put this back to you. Um, what they're saying for women, especially in weight control, yes, that 
women are actually better now, scientifically proven, to find exercise or rituals of exercise and movement that are slow. Right. And the women they studied were actually overweight women, yep. um, some obese, but yep. there were, it wasn't a huge trial, but it was enough for them to walk away going, this absolutely is correct. Wow. So, And, and in light of the yin yoga that you've yes. been doing, so what, what they actually did was, was yoga and very not high impact cardio kind of work. Yes. They, they really reduced the size of their abdominal weight um, <gasps> and mm. also improved their uh, cortisol, their weight cortisol measurements in the morning which is that stress hormone again first thing in the morning bang cortisol's up up you go you start running Running. you're at a pace already and they actually lowered that into the healthy realm they lost weight around their abdominal um abdominal area Area. yeah uh, just from slower movement actually Mm. lowering the heart rate Um, that's interesting and the reason why she's putting that back to me is not because i'm obese with a big gut (laughs) absolutely not just putting that out there She's putting that back to me because you know. Well, well, I you know everyone always wants to lose that five mm. kilos, um, but also the Yin Yoga. So, so yeah. I am a runner, and I run mm. because I want to lose weight off my butt, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And but it is good for the mental health. But I've just started doing Yin Yoga, so and it has felt incredible. Yeah, and this is good news for me because I don't run unless I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I would much prefer doing something slow. So this is good. I like it. Um, the burnout thing to me has always been something that I haven't realised I've been in until it's over. And I look back and I go, that was rough. Um, how, how can we be better at, at identifying when we are headed for that burnout and how do we kind of, uh, what are the signs that we should be looking out for? Yeah, so there's a few there that are really, um, you know, relevant. And I think that most women uh, will start, obviously we we understand when we start feeling run down, but the problem with that is most women who are busy with children and business and all the rest of it, they feel run down just generally speaking, Mm. right? So that's quite normal too. Uh, I think when you start, your sleep patterns are being affected. You're waking a lot in the night. Your cortisol will actually remain a little higher than what it should should do. And so what happens is you will have very light sleep. You'll wake off and you find it difficult to fall back to sleep. Your bowel function changes. You kind of tend to, you'll either kind of have uh, very loose stools or you might get a bit blocked up. Bloating. My goodness, the amount of people that come into my store, especially women who come and go, look, I think I'm eating something that's troubling me. I'm really bloated at the moment. Um, I think, you know, what could it be? Often they're really, really stressed. Cortisol and all of those stress hormones will increase the inflammation in the gut and people get bloated. So yeah. just looking for those signs. And, and when, you, when you're kind of being accountable to those, stop and think. Okay, what am I doing at the moment? You know, am I getting headaches? Am I am I am I hitting the wine a bit too hard because there's too much going on in the day? Am I eating regular meals? Am I looking for those those sweet kind of foods to perk me up? The coffee, mm, the you yeah. know, the, the bits of cake and the things that are going to lift me all the time. The freckles. The freckles. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding and the freckles in my house. The freckle situation in Love my a house. Freckle, Hectic. Hectic. Yeah. Poor freckles getting getting a bad rap here, but yes. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of um, the damage, mm. so we let this burnout, mm. uh, you know, go for say 12 months yep. like I did. What damage 
has it done to my body? Right. Well, of course, it's going to be different for everyone because we are walking around with a genetic disposition towards some things and not others. And your genetic coding is going to be different to mine. Yes. Some people will, like I said, they'll, they'll suffer insomnia. They will, and then the wear and tear. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever had insomnia or, or gone through long periods of not sleeping well. Well, you got, you're a ba- you have a baby. But, you know, that is exhausting. Yeah. And any time that you're experiencing that uh, kind of stress on your body physiologically, you are producing a lot of oxidation. And yes. oxidation is the wear and tear and oxidation is the ageing process, uh, right? Okay. And so you will see people when they've been through a lot of stress, they look old yes. for a good reason. The Prime know? Minister and the then the President always seem to age weathered. astronomically weathered. in their terms. Yes. And what you see on the outside with how weathered they are is going to be magnified internally. But we right. don't see the internal. Wow. But that's when women come in and they're like, I'm bloated, I'm sore, my bowels all over the place, my skin is playing up, Mm. my hormones. Like I can't tell you the amount of women that I see in clinic now that have got – I will say they look good on paper, but, you know, their hormones are completely – off whack and the women I see in uh, 35 and over with elevated levels of um, estrogen, very estrogen dominant and testosterone, really high levels of testosterone, right? Yes. Yes. And that is really hard for our bodies to maintain and it also has huge implications with libido. It has uh, with lots of general things in the body, actually probably too many to mention. But hormonally, I mean, it can bring on menopause in women earlier um, and those severe kind of symptoms of menopause as well, PMS, moodiness, you know, like the irritation, the aggravation, even when your poor kids walk into the room and you just haven't quite poured that glass of wine yet, you know, (laughs) God help you, give me a freckle or a wine, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And look, and that's a nice segue into into the next question because when we had that conversation, Mm. you know, when I came in to see you, the the most fascinating thing that you told me was that you're almost helping women these days survive these periods because you've got to the point where you think, do you know what? It's not realistic for me to yeah. turn around and say to them, stop doing what you're doing and you'll feel better. Yeah. You know, take it easier. Yeah. Integrate a day off. You know, <laughs> don't do that washing when it's sitting there. Yeah. It's it's not realistic to say drop everything and start yoga mm. or, you know, start eating parsley for breakfast or whatever yeah. the case may it's be. It's so true. But yeah. you can't do that. So you said you're kind of enabling these these women to survive this mm-hmm. this this hecticness. Can you tell us, you know, that, that, that it's it's not sustainable, though, for, for us to do this? No, it's not. And what we're seeing in women, what I believe, this is my belief, and I, I know that I've read it elsewhere, uh, I really think that what we're seeing in women in terms of chronic illness, autoimmune diseases, yes. possibly cancers, I don't want to put the big C word out there, but let's just... Let's let it float. Yeah. Um, but, you know, major chronic illnesses now in women, lupus, uh, as I said, autoimmunity stuff. Yeah. It's coming from a long, long periods of stress, hormonal imbalances as well. We are yet to see with these younger generations uh, of which we are coming through with the amount of uh, social expectations on us, community expectations, motherhood, uh, business degrees, etc. Like we are now biologically 
basically weathering a lot Mm -hmm. and we're starting to see that really affect women as a whole so and I as sitting if I was sitting across from somebody um, and they're a naturopath and they're going to say to me okay so now I want you to not eat any wheat no dairy (laughs) no coffee and you know we're known to do that you literally these days when it's your only peace of mind you would want to get up and walk out So really, I feel like a lot of women were looking at me going, can you please help me weather this and help me weather myself in this? Because that's what I would want. And so really everything we're putting in place, like in in your situation or with other women, is kind of looking at, okay, how can we make this work for you and mapping them so that they can make the best possible decisions that are available to them? Yeah. Yeah. And for for women that are they identifying with what you're saying going yeah. oh that that's me and mm. i'm feeling that or i have felt that what is what how can they attack it so yeah. in, in coming into that burnout what are some things that we can do to yeah. prevent it or what are some things if we're stuck in it that we can go <sighs> Yes. And I'm keen to hear, Jane, as well, what you've been up to. Mm. So, like, this is the holy grail right now. <laughs> We're about to launch into the holy grail part oh. of the potty. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, look, there's a few simple things that I would suggest that women try to do within reason. The first thing I would say to women is always make the best available choice you have, you know, that's available to you because there's no black and white Mm. every day for a woman. Uh, You may go out for coffee with your friends and you'll be like, oh my God, I can't have coffee. My naturopath said I can't have coffee. (laughs) But, you know, and all of a sudden you become dictated by, um, you know, all of your life becomes dictated by what you can and can't do. We don't need that as women, right? We've got enough suppression out there on yes. a global scale without thinking we can't have a brownie and some coffee occasionally. Yeah. So first and foremost, what I would say to you is, is really anchor yourself in some good habits. Really think about the kind of food you're putting in your mouth. I mean, and, and don't think about what I shouldn't be eating. Thinking about what you should be eating. Make it more about, you know, mm. how, how could I actually bring more nutrient into my life, into my diet, into the family so we're all starting to feel better. So rather than just focusing on no wheat, no sugar, no this, mm. just make really good decisions with your protein. You know, what kind of protein are you eating and how are you cooking it? And lots of fresh produce in there. We know that sugar... And remember, uh, refined carbohydrates is also what I mean when I say sugar, but processed foods, prepackaged foods, Mm. we know now, we know now that they just really don't serve much of a purpose except for convenience, which is great sometimes. But if you're trying to get well or you are suffering from burnout, walk past them in the supermarket because they are something that really push against you, against your goal to be well. Um, And so you're looking for foods that are active that are alive that are going to make you feel more alive and that's just a food choice thing make the best decision possible good quality protein really good uh, essential fatty acids fish oils have been proven to help balance or reduce uh, cortisol levels but as well. eating the fish but as opposed to the taking fish. the yeah, tablet for sure eating good quality fish and using really good healthy quality uh, essential fatty acids like olive oil coconut oil hemp seed oil I don't mind what it is but get more oils we went into that fat free phobia mm. bring some healthy oils into your diet mm. um, that would be my first thing and if you like I, I drink coffee um, and I'm surprised you didn't faint 
Still, they're still standing everywhere. Um, (laughs) You're human. I am. Yeah. But I know when I go through periods of stress, and I one of my flags is anxiety. Right. If I know that I'm there, and I'm still drinking coffee, I have moved into the next stage of stress, and that is self sabotage. I'm sabotaging myself. So I have the relationship with with coffee, where if I'm stressed, I have to break up. Right. Okay, because it's not serving me anymore. It's actually okay. pushing me more on that. So you have to look at the things that, that, that overstimulate you, that mm. use as your crutch. Mm. And that might be sugar, that might be alcohol, that might be coffee. And you've got to have, say, all right, we're in a relationship here. And I need to have a talk with you because at the moment it's getting a little toxic. Yes. And you have to be that person. You actually yes. have to be that person that can have that conversation because you will uh, really uh, bring that on yeah. to a point where it's going to do damage. Yeah. And it's hard to get out of that. But, you know, that's very habit-forming. You know, that's very dopamine-driven. Yes. And I remember you actually said in terms of when your serotonin levels are low, which yeah. mine were, yeah. Um your body is seeking out, whether it's the hormone or, mm-hmm. or physiological, your body is seeking out just to feel something. Yes. It just wants to feel something. Yeah. So by having a bit of sugar or having a glass of wine, it it, yeah. it raises your serotonin levels, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, just, and the dopamine as well. And the dopamine yeah, levels yeah, yeah. so that your body just feels something and you feel a little bit better. Yeah. So serotonin has everything to do with that compassion and joy. You know, it's, it's a lovely neurochemical. And dopamine has a lot to do with, you know, similar things, but also pleasure and gratification. Yes. So if serotonin's low and you're not feeling great, uh, you know, a huge amount of joy and feeling, you know, unfulfilled and a little bored or just tired, then you're going to start looking for little perks and picks, pick-me-ups yes. to spike that dopamine so you get that little moment of gratification. But I think that there was a statistic somewhere that it's about coffee lasts about 18 minutes. The, the actual buzz of coffee will last about 18 minutes. Caffeine takes four hours to metabolize out of the body, right. but it's an 18-minute hit. Right. And, and, and then it's it. like you yeah. back down. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's very brief. Yes. Yeah. When you put it like that. Mm. Yeah. It must be a fabulous 18 minutes though because Eddie's, I tell you what, <laughs> I love my two morning coffees. Yes. Um, and in terms of Stacey, you said, oh, it'd be interesting to see what you're doing and, and probably um, – a book that I've been reading at the same time as 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 seeing Mel is um, Michael Mosley's the mm. gut. Um, yes. What's it called? The sugar diet, the sh- the gut diet. I don't know what it's called. The I clever can't guts hear. diet. Right. That's it. Yeah, yes. the clever guts diet. And I like him. I oh do like my him. goodness! It's great. And again, I think it's really important for me to understand what is happening yes. physiologically because I want to understand why mm. you're telling me to do certain yeah, things, and you explain it. So for me, that gives me motivation to yes. be able to do it because I'm like, okay, I get why I'm doing that. Mm. I have a why behind yeah. it, basically. Yeah. And he he in his the clever guts diet, he talks pretty much only about the microbiome mm. and how how much that affects your mental and physical state. And one of the things that he said that you've always said is just try and eat as much colour as possible. Absolutely. Not freckles. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're colourful because I wish that could yeah. be. But, you know, when you put your plate of vegetables together, mm. beetroot and, you know, greens and oranges and yellows and 
um, all of the kind of brightest colours that you can source because that's like a really, really good mix of, of um, gut bacteria or that's microbiome. Right. It's a smor- smorgasbord of nutrient. Yeah. And, and a lot of those, um, that fresh produce as well, like you're getting the carotenoids in there, like you're getting those beautiful, all the carotenes and, and all of the um, phytosterols. And, and they have huge roles in the body for liver function, the cellular repair, and also to support and feed the microbiome, that really yes. healthy bacteria. We know that we have trillions, and I'm not lying, yeah. trillions of uh, new, like tr- neuropeptides being produced in the bowel every yep. day. And yep. they are the precursors to those really important neurochemicals in our brain. Yes. Um, and that's, you know, we also know that up to uh, more than 80% of the immune system starts in the bowel. And we just all thought we pooped out of it. Yes. You it's know, incredible. 10 it's years inc- ago, it was just like, just eat a bowl of all brand. Yes. You'll be right. Yes. But now we're, we're starting to realize um, that, you know, we need to really work on the microbiome because we are really a reflection of the health and the state of that. And another good point I want to make here, which I think is fascinating, we actually carry the the strains or the DNA strains of bacteria of our ancestors. Mm. So what we create in our microbiome as the people we are today is the health of which we will pass on to the future generations. Now, if that doesn't scare you. So if we diminish that. Yeah. That really puts in perspective how important your gut health is and the food you put in. Like, you know. Yes. Well, it's evolution. It's evolution. Yeah. And, and. And put that into uh, perspective of how we're living our life today, the yes. kind of food that's available wow. to us today, yes. and, and what we're passing on to future generations. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's really scary. And, and wow. go back to the point where women are steering the ship of health in the yes. family. Like and we're literally. busy. We're yeah. busy. And yeah. we're burning out. Yes. You know? And yes. it shouldn't just be our responsibility either, either of course. Yeah. Um, but I, when I wanted to make a point also when you were saying the why is important to me, the why should be important to everyone. Yes. Don't be a passive player yes. in your health and in your health yeah. and well-being. Like ask why. Yeah. Learn more about your body. Yes. And and find out these these little points, these little scientific facts about who you are, because that's what motivates you to get up in the morning and, and move. And it does. And it's. And it's a much more enriching experience. Like when I sit there with a plate full yeah. of colourful vegetables, I'm like, this isn't just, you know, ticking the box because uh-huh. Mel told me to eat this way or I read it in the book. This is just, it, this is contributing so much to my mental state, to my physical state, um, to me as a person, you yeah. know, to everything that goes on in my body. Yeah. And it's delicious you know so you feel so much more enriched by the process because you like this is so good for me on so many levels yes and it's the same with running and those sorts of things as well and yin yoga for me Mm. because that's the other thing I was going to to say I started yin yoga which um, for those who don't know about it and Mel probably has a better description but essentially it's um it's really learning how to be comfortable with discomfort. Mm. So as opposed to kind of moving through um, kind of energetic or non-energetic poses, you kind of do seven poses in the course of an hour and a half or around that. So you're kind of in these poses for elongated period of time. Mm. And it really does help you to become present in the moment. And that was something that I had to ask Ben, your partner, but why do I need to be present in the moment? Like I, I get that it gets you present yeah. in the moment, but Who why? Got time for that? Yeah, well, like why? How does yeah. that help me move yeah. forward? Like, okay, good, I'm here, I'm yeah. feeling it, but how does that help me become a better person? Mm-hmm. And um, so he he did explain it, but 
to, to me, I'm feeling it. Yeah, you've experienced it. I've experienced it. it. So so I kind of like, okay, well, I don't need to know the exact science behind it. I just know that that's helping me. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, those sort of uh, practices change your biochemistry. Yes. They're rituals that change your biochemistry. Sitting down and engaging with your plate and feeling good about it and engaging with the process of preparing your food. And for your children. That's right. And knowing, gosh, this is just the best, that that's such a good thing that I'm doing for them. And think about how that transfers into your digestion. Yes. That holistic experience of preparing the food and, and looking at that plate and that plate becoming a true reflection of your, of, of your well-being, yes. of, of your appreciation for self. And I know that might sound a little bit left-wing, but really it is about that. I, I want my, my clients, patients, my friends, the people that listen or work with me to really develop that skill of connecting with their food and their well-being again or using the food as a, as a direct portal for that. And why wouldn't that feel good? It should feel good. And that's when you start flipping the switch on cortisol. That's yeah. that's the big tick. Awesome. I I think meditation <laughs> is great, though I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I think I should. I can see how it would be awesome. But again, it's on the to-do list of like, oh, really? Ten minutes? Well, don't have that kind of time. Um, so how, how do I get from here to there? I know where I want to go. Mm. I just got no idea how to get there. Yeah. You're not alone. We all like the idea of meditation, but we're all time poor. So we don't do it. Or we don't do it a lot. And we feel bad about not doing it. Yep. And we've really uh, disappointed ourselves and our expectation that we should be doing it. Mm-hmm. And there begins the cycle of judgment, criticism. That starts the cortisol pro- process, the unfulfillment, and do I need to keep going? No. Yeah. We, <laughs> I got we're you. all there, right? There. We, have I got you? I lived I've there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I pressed on a nerve. Uh, so, and the thing is, is I would say remove the expectation that you've got to sit down like a yogi and, and ga- navel gaze every day because we are time poor. Be more mindful. Be more mindful in the things that you do. And that's a skill because... And that's one of the things what we were saying before when Jane was like, you know, I I could easily sit across from someone and bat my eyelids and say, I want you to meditate every day for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And they would literally just look at me and go, I would really like to do that, Melanie. Yeah. But I can't. Mm -hmm. And I understand it because I don't get 20 minutes to do that. And even if I do have 20 minutes, I tend to procrastinate and waste my time sometimes because I just want the ability and the gift of that. Yeah. Right? So... I instead try and find menial tasks, hanging the washing. Oh, God, women, we have so many menial tasks, Mm -hmm. right? So many menial tasks. Be mindful. Mm -hmm. Bring in a sense of mindfulness. Watch your breath. I mean, there is a formal practice of meditation, which is hugely beneficial and great if you can do it and you're doing it. Look, massive kudos. It's It's wonderful. And I do try and do some meditation from time to time. But... I practice mindfulness much more often. So when I go to hang the clothes, I think about my breathing. I don't think about what I've got to be doing when I get to work or when I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be present with the menial task, but not at the menial task of thinking which peg and what clothes, what, what item of clothing. It's more about me being present. What's the sun doing? Where's the wind coming from? What's the sky looking like? It's those things where we get to anchor into the simplicity nice. of the moment. That is a meditation. That is a skill. And we're not good at it. It sounds so easy. And it is rather easy once you develop the skill. Yeah. But, you know, you talk to most women, we are 10 leagues ahead of ourselves at any given moment of the day. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. We have to be. 
You have to be. Otherwise we'll be late for yeah. all those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of the year, Jane and I had a great goal setting um podcast that we did together where we talked about things that we were going to achieve for the year and one of the things that Jane asked us to hold her accountable for is her book. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> and I haven't, but I will pick on you about it later, Jane. Thank but Mel, you. you've written a book or you're writing a book. Tell us about your book. That was an interesting segue. Yes. I thought you were going to cop that. Uh, look, I am and and I feel a little bit self-conscious about speaking about it. I actually love to write. Um, I always wanted to be a writer and I actually am lucky enough that I do get to write. I've, I've I've blogged, I have had um, online articles published. I've also written and been in print for a few magazines and I'm currently a contributor, a professional uh, contributor to uh, Nurture Magazine, which oh. is um, a national magazine for women, babies, children. And and that's actually really lovely because I got asked to be a contributor on that. Um, and I... I decided uh, a while ago, uh, a few years ago, that I would write a book and people kept saying, can you please write a book? And I kept walking around thinking, I don't really have anything to say. Like, no one really wants to, like the same, you know, very, we, that's what we do as women, you yeah. know, we kind of doubt um, our, our magic, I guess. We kind of doubt what we're capable of. And so I, I am, I'm, I'm creating one of my rituals of mindfulness, one of my uh, self-care uh, moments is to to go and take my computer somewhere. Usually it's a cafe. Usually there's coffee or chai involved Mm -hmm. and I write and it might be just for an hour or so, but I need that creative outlet. And I wanted to write a book for women, but like it was for me. Like, what do I want to know? Like, what are these things that I need to know to make me function as a better, a healthier uh, human being? And and so that I can still understand how my body's working. How can I do this womanhood thing well? Yeah. You know? (laughs) That's awesome. I want to read it. Yeah. I want to read James. I want to write it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, make sure you let us do, let us know when you do. I will do that. I'm a little, yeah. People in touch with it. And I'm going to definitely pick up a copy, as I will, of Jane's. How's the book, Jane? Thank you, Stace, for the reminder. <laughs> um, oh, look, I, I'm lost for words because I'm being held for account, something accountable for something I don't want to do. I've got to write another one, quite frankly. I wrote one and I'm not happy with it. I'm not passionate about it, so I'm writing another one and I haven't started, so there we go. Righto. Good. Just checking. And the reason it comes up is because um, my child is obsessed with the Trolls soundtrack, Kill mm. Me. Um, and she wants to just listen to that. And we had to go to Coffs Harbour last week and I decided that I wasn't going to listen to the Trolls soundtrack on repeat all the way to Coffs Harbour and back. And so I instead put it on a USB stick and put it in and then had my headphones in my phone and I could listen to the podcasts I wanted to listen to and she could listen to the Trolls. Long story short... On that USB was this episode that we recorded about your goals and holding each other accountable for the goals. And so every time the troll soundtrack would run out, that episode would start and it reminded me of Jane's book. Oh, gosh. Ta-da. <laughs> and here we are. But I promised I would hold you accountable. You so, did. And I thank you. <laughs> Got to get on to it. Mel, thank you so much for joining us. This has just been awesome. I know this has been an episode, uh, listeners, that is a bit longer than normal, but gosh, it's been totally worthwhile. If people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Oh, uh, you can find me, well, in Port, locally at the Hollow Store on Murray Street. But we have a Facebook page, uh, the Hollow Store, and we're on Instagram. How else? I guess, um, yeah, That'll you'll do. find us. People put it in the Hollow Store, you. you'll find us. Definitely. And we'll put it on, in our show notes as well, sure. all of your contact details. But thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you, guys. It's been heaps and heaps 
heaps of fun. <laughs> awesome. You can find us if you want to get in touch with us at Facebook. Facebook.com slash Miss Bossy Boots Podcast. It's always fun having someone else in the studio, not just us talking, hey. I know. And I feel like I've 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 listened to that from Mel, but I feel like I've learned so much more again. Me too. It's just so fantastic. It's such fantastic information, Mel. Thank you. I love it. And I can't wait to promote both your books. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Miss Bossy Boots. Thanks so much for listening. If you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes, we would really love that with um, a couple of good stars. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.